welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. It's time for another team season preview, and this time it's turn of the New York Jets, arguably the most talked about team this offseason. And with me, I've got a returning guest, someone who's on exactly a year ago for our Jets preview last season. Back with back with us today is Olivia Peebles. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, not too bad. No problem having one at all. When it comes to Jets, only one person I can have on, and it is you. So, um, yeah, glad to have you on. And of course, I met you for the first time in person, um, December last year in New York, which yeah. was a great experience going to a game there. And it was really cool seeing you for the first time in person. Yes, um, it was in the middle of your epic tour around America, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and obviously. Uh, the highlight was a Jets win against the Bears, who I believe was playing like the third string quarterback mm. in the end, or maybe maybe second string, um, in the absolute pouring down rain. So I can only imagine that was the highlight of your trip. But no, it was really nice seeing you. And um, like I said, you can't a uh, Jets win can't be beat. <laughs> well, I th- I think differently, but um, yeah, no, yeah. for you in New York as well. I mean, I'm technically New Jersey, I know, but it was um. Yeah, no, it was it was really cool, and obviously the rain, unfortunately, and obviously the result didn't um didn't help things. But it was it was really good to experience. Now I love New York. It was probably the highlight of my whole time in terms of cities to visit on my trip. It was like the third to last place I went to, so it was sort of fairly towards the end. You know, money was getting low, but I, I you know, managed to do all of the you know the classic tourist stuff. Did Statue of Liberty, New York, um, Empire State Building with James. And I did all, all the classic stuff. Didn't go to Madison Square Garden, but I would want to go there again at some point. But um, yeah, no, I had an amazing time. And um, yeah, and I'm, if I went again for a game, maybe it would be the Giants, just experience the, how the Giants do things at home. But um, mm-hmm. of course, we are here to talk things, all things Jet. And of course, a lot's changed since is that 12 months ago when we lasted the podcast. So of course, the main ins um, and outs. Uh, the main outs and my... May have forgotten someone I don't know, but I couldn't really find Denzel Mim and Denzel Mims and Ty Johnson that have left the team. Um, talking of ins, um, Al Johnson's come through the door. Solomon Thomas has come through. McCall Hardman, Adrian Amos, and then two players that come in: Alan Nazard and Randall Cobb. The reason why I've come in because Aaron Rodgers came through the door. Now there was a bit of a you know a bit of, bit of uncertainty around the off season whether he would come or not, and there was constant talk every day on Good Morning Football it was the same talk about Aaron Rodgers and I think everyone was getting sick of it towards the end but he's finally come through um, and just for you Olivia for someone who's you know we saw Mike White when we watched the game in New York the same game and you know you've had so many disappointing quarterbacks Zach Wilson hasn't worked out yet although he may still in the future become good but you know you've had um, I forgot the the, the butt fumble guy Mark Sanchez you've had (laughs) Sam Darnold, Joe Flacco, yeah. so many bad quarterbacks. And the reason why you haven't been in a playoff game since 2010. So um, for you, just how good is it to see someone of Aaron Rodgers' calibre playing for your team? Yeah, I think right now it has sunk in a little bit. But I think especially when towards the end of the season, when we knew we were going to start having to look for someone else, um, if we're being brutally honest, because we did. Uh I think there was a feeling amongst Jets fans at the time that Aaron Rodgers, you know, he, he could be an option, but he was never realistic because he's had this reputation, I think, for the past, you know, three or four years now, where he's kind of teased that he's leaving the Packers and um, he's ended up signing an extension. And obviously this was uh, fired up in a way by um, the Packers drafting Jordan Love. And ever since then, it's just kind of been this 
um, this bubbling away. And I don't think many people up until this year, obviously, thought that Aaron Rodgers would play for another team other than the Packers. Never mind the New York Jets, who, you know, in recent history, if we're being honest, have been really, really bad. <laughs> um, so he started to realise that, oh, maybe there is something going on in uh, over in Green Bay where uh, the Packers want to move on and Aaron Rodgers want to move on. The big debate that came out of it what um in the off season just after the Super Bowl was Derek um <clears throat> excuse me was uh Aaron Rodgers versus Derek Carr which looking back was a ridiculous argument um but I don't think many Jets fans anticipated his arrival to the team would be as smooth as it is um again the past few years we've seen a very um fiery Aaron Rodgers, whether like on and off the field, there's clearly there was something wrong. And um, many people, and many Jets fans, their argument for being more pro Derek Carr was that um, you knew what he was getting with him. Is he going to set the world alight? No. But he was as good as what we've had the past 10, 15 years, however far you want to go back. And then Aaron Rodgers was a really unknown quantity. How would he gel with a new team? Would he be a leader? And when it became official and he started bedding with the team and he was saying all these positive things and, you know, how he wants to win a Super Bowl and, you know, going into, he actually attended like mandatory camp, which is absolutely unheard of. Um, I think we started to get the sense that, you know, he was all in, he was motivated, he was fired up. And, you know, I'm not under any delusions. We are still very much in the honeymoon phase. Um, but to get someone like that for the New York Jets and to attract players as well who want to play for the Jets, it's a big step forward. Obviously, um, you've got to put, you know, your money where your mouth is, and you've got to perform, and you've got to get to the playoffs, and you know, fight for AFC titles. But as of now, the vibes are good. <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's been, it's it's still immense, and it's still great to have him on his team. But obviously, it's becoming, you know, as the season approaches, um, we want to see what ha- you know, we want to see that being put on the field, and that's a big ask and things like this. <laughs> And have you watched Hard Knocks yet? Yeah, so I watched um, I watched the first episode last week, a bit earlier than what it came out in uh, the UK, I will admit to that. Um, I watched it and it is, and this is coming from a Jets fan, it portrayed the Jets in a very, in a very good way, and it portrayed Aaron Rodgers in a brilliant way. So I can imagine if you're a Dolphins fan, let's say, you're kind of like, ugh. You know, rolling your eyes a bit at it, like this loving with the Jets, and um, I mean, it's you know, it's I know the team didn't want to do it, but as a fan of that team, it's always fun. It's always interesting to see how um behind the scenes, but from like a national media point of view, rather than like in-house stuff where you know it's obviously going to be favourable. And I'm a little bit surprised with like the direction they took with Aaron Rodgers, but it was all positive, and um, that can easily change, but. Uh, yeah, it's nice to have hard knocks and it's nice to be updated um, as the weeks go by. And uh, I'm sure this week's episode, which will feature like the Carolina game, which we played very well in pre-season, I know, but uh, that would be a fun watch as well. Yeah, I think hard knocks, I think you see a lot of these programmes like a hard knocks, like a all or nothing back in the day. And you know, I think you do see a lot of maybe almost like propaganda for a team. I think they always try and portray yeah. it right. And, you know, if you guys, if you, Aaron Rodgers is known to be quite a prickly character, I think if you want to get him on your good side, just after trading for him, 
I think you want to make sure he's portrayed in a good light. And I got believe the director they were talking to, was he a Jets fan as well? The director, the guy who narrates it, it was was he a Jets fan as well? The guy who was um the voice of hard knocks that Rogers met. Was he a Jets? Yeah. Excuse my pronunciation. I think it's Liev Schreiber, I think it is. Um he's definitely from New York. He's definitely as New York as you can get. Um I'm not sure if he's a Jets fan, but Aaron Rodgers is definitely a fan of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, he's definitely from New York. He didn't say, so I've got a feeling he might be a Giants. He might be a Giants fan, but I'm not entirely sure. But it's cool to see that like New York connection, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And with Aaron Rodgers, um, you mentioned about it being the honeymoon period and all that, and things obviously change if results don't go in your way now. Does last season worry a little bit about performances? Because it was a lot of stats where his career worst, uh, as probably since his rookie year, and you know he didn't play well last year. But on the one side, you could argue that maybe he just wasn't happy in Green Bay. Maybe that's why he wasn't playing well. But on the flip side, you can look at it as, is he getting old and is age actually keeping up? So does that worry you at all in terms of Jets have put all their eggs in one basket and they have focused so much on getting Rogers. The fact that they bought and hack it in to be the OC for that reason. Now, does that worry you at all that it could just be Rogers coming to an end? Or can you see potentially new surroundings, everyone loving him again? Could you could you see almost a new lease of life and then that could lead to him being back to his MVP best? Of course, with Hackett, who was the OC in his two MVP years. Yeah, that's a great question because Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> it is, and if you do look, like you said, if you look at his stats from last year, what certainly was a down year. But then, compared to any Jets quarterback in the past ten years, I think he would he would have bed pretty much all of them, um, which is mildly worrying. But also, it's a thing of he was playing with injury last year. And this is not an excuse because, again, I'm not saying that he's going to be MVP standard. He's going to like you know, bring, uh, take us to the Super Bowl. I am realistic that. It could go horribly wrong, <laughs> and there's certainly factors about it. So I think the O line there's a lot of questions there, um, which is worrying at this stage. I think that's what I'm most worried about. Um, obviously, bedding in new team, new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. In retrospect, is obviously a great hire because anyone who's seen Hard Knocks, you can see that relationship between the two, and I think that'll. And obviously, Nathaniel Hackett wasn't in Green Bay last year. Um, so that can only help. I can't see that being a negative. But you're right, he is he's getting on. He is a little bit old. <laughs> um, so there's always that and there's always the worries of injuries, not just to him, you know, across uh, the team as a whole. Um, and if it does go south, um, like you said, kind of all eggs in one basket. But I think we're at the stage where we have to be all eggs in one basket because um, Joe Douglas, Robert Salah, they drafted Zach, hasn't quite worked out. So they've got no more redos at this point. So I understand why they've done it. And I think they've done some things very well to accommodate him and to um to help him perform to what he once was. But there's also things that are a little bit worrying. And I think right now it would be off the top of my head, all line, like I said before, and the strength of the division. Because obviously, as you'll know, the AFC East will be very tough this year. I have no doubt about it. And the NFC North last season wasn't... It, it, I mean, obviously you had the Vikings, the Lions were better, the Bears were dire. It wasn't as strong as the AFC East, I think that's fair to say. So, yeah, there's a few concerns, but I think at this point all you can do is hope. <laughs> and hope it's not the same old Jets. Yeah, I think that would be ultimately probably be a downfall, the fact that 
it is the Jets and the history. And also, mm. people compared this to the likes of the Stafford move and the Brady move. But of course, they were doing that in NFC, where it's far, far easier to do it than... I know, obviously, they both won it rather than losing to the AFC team. But mm. obviously, it'd be a lot harder for Rodgers to make it for that reason. And also, he's had plenty of chances in Green Bay. And he only made one Super Bowl. I lost a lot of playoff games. That was with really good teams. But I do think at the same time, the defence he had in Green Bay, maybe apart from the Super Bowl winning year, has never been as good as what this defence could be, what we saw last year. I think that for teams to go 7-9 and nine with those quarterbacks you had, Aaron Rodgers, his stats last year was still good compared to other quarterbacks, but I think compared to his, his previous stats mm. aren't maybe the same. And, you know, you mentioned offensive line and, you know, you took people like, you know, Joe Tipman, the centre from Wisconsin, 43rd overall in the draft this year. Uh, Carter Warren from Pittsburgh, the tackle, 112th overall, as well as the likes of Will McDonald, the linebacker from Iowa State, 15th overall, as well as other picks along the way. But that's really a segue into my next debate, which is all about Mackay Becton. Now, he was the guy that had a lot of promise, but sadly for him, it hasn't worked out in his NFL career, mainly due to injuries. I don't think you can put it entirely on performance. I think injuries have been a massive thing. He missed a lot of last year, I believe. It might be all of last year. All of it. But, all of the year before as well. <laughs> oh, year before? Oh, wow. Okay, so that's even two, longer. Two, yeah, two full seasons, pretty much. I think he got injured in, not last year, the year before, he got injured in the first game against Carolina. So two full seasons, essentially. Jeez, wow. But, so he's got, you know, he's in a, he's been in the league for quite a long time now. Since the 2020 draft, it's going to be his fourth season. But from what we saw, you know, what, what I've read about, you'll know more than me because you probably watched the game, but he's been impressive at times. And for him, someone who's got you know, a massive job this year to protect Rodgers and, you know, Rodgers would be someone who would say something if he wasn't getting good protection. But, you know, when he has played, he has looked good at times. So for you... Just how important is it and how do you see him? Um, so how important is it for you to see him getting back to the field and being back for Rogers' sake? But also, do you see it happening? Do you see him being fit for the season? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a big thing. Um, obviously, he started playing uh, left tackle in his rookie season. And then with his two major injuries, you know, there's now questions whether he's going to be playing left or whether he's going to be playing right. Um, obviously, uh, Dwayne Brown, um, who is, I believe he's around 38, he's quite old. Um, he was our starting tackle last season in the place of uh, Beckton. Um, he's he's coming back, so it'll be who wants to, <laughs> who Salah is going to play. And right now, it's there's questions about who is going to be playing left tackle and right tackle, which is, which is a big worry to me, because, you know, we're not, too far removed from the season. Still got a bit of time, but we're not too far removed. Um, you're gambling on Beckton, who, like I said, hasn't played a game, a competitive game in a long, long time, like over two years. And yeah, he has he has looked pretty solid um in preseason. And you know, I'm I'm absolutely rooting for him. I think if he manages to get to play, I would probably say at this point, fourteen plus games. I think. My personal comeback player of the year, just because of the adversity, and you can see he's had to do a lot of maturing, um, just by some of his comments. Um, he, at one point he almost blamed the Jets, which for his like double injury, which you know he might be well within his rights, but um, uh, this off season he took that back and said no, you know it's on me to play, and uh, I just want to play whether it's left or right, I just want to play, and so you can see he's definitely um 
his mental maturity is definitely there, especially with losing. I think he's lost over fifty pounds. I think some last off season he did put on a lot of weight, and that was kind of one of the issues. So it is a big, big risk. And personally, I'm not massively comfortable with just relying on him because if it's not him, it's second uh, second year Max Mitchell who we took last year, um, who's played okay for where we drafted him, but certainly I wouldn't want to be relying. Uh, on that, so it is a big, big gamble by Robert Salah Joe Douglas. One that I'm quite surprised at, but um, like I said, at this point you've got to keep the faith, I think, um, and hopefully it shakes out. And um, I really, really wish the best for Beckton, and uh, you know, I hope he can come back, stay healthy, perform to what we know his potential is. But we do know it's it's a it's a big ask, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so we will now head to our final segment which will be our win-loss tie record so if you don't know this right now if you are listening to this podcast we ask every fan to go through each game with an answer of win-loss or tie overall giving themselves a prediction record for the season now Olivia you were on last season of course um, so you so the Jets finished I'm going to get the record up now I believe it was 7-9 seven and, seven and nine, is that correct? yes yeah, 7-10 17. Was it 7 or 10? 10. It was either 7 or 10. Or, yeah. yeah, I feel like it was. So, obviously, your record was 8 and 9 prediction-wise. So, wasn't far okay. off. Far off. Uh, but, of course, 8 and 9 seemed quite optimistic back then. But now, 8 and 9 probably seems like quite an underwhelming season. So Yeah, it would be. <laughs> it is why everyone loves the sport, because things can change that quickly. And in a year's time, you've gone from, for me, a team that was a dead serve bottom of the division, to a team that's probably going to end up being a, a contender for Super Bowl and for winning the division, so it's it's a complete of expectations. But you'll be hoping that you can you know get enough wins to win that division for the first time in a long time. Um, so week one starts off at home to the Buffalo Bills. Not an easy start, is it? Um, I know we have a tricky start overall for this one. I'm going to say that it's going to take us a little bit of time to get into rhythm. Um. So I'm going to say that it'll be we'll take an L for the first game. I think the Buffalo Bills will take that. Okay, and it's Monday Night Football as well, so that's going to be a nice little curtain yeah. raiser in New York as well. Yeah, but I think we'll lose it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll pick up, it'll get better, I promise. Well, it doesn't get any easier. Week two, on the road, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, see, that's a tough first road game. Um. I actually, I think the Cowboys will make the playoffs this season. I don't, I have no, no justification for that, just based on vibes. But I do think that we'll win. I think that'll kick off our season, and I think we'll be one-one. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say win against the Cowboys. Okay, and then week three is your second lot already of AFC East matchups uh, at home again. At uh, this time against the New England Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots are a bit of, and I think I've been saying this for the past two years, they're a bit of a weird one this season. Um, I think, and this might be a bit rich of me to say, I think they'll finish last in the AFC East. I just don't think they have the, some good players, don't get me wrong. Um, I love Matt Judon. Um, I just don't think they have the quality the other three teams will. So I think we'll win that and we'll be at 2-1 at that point. I agree with you about the Patriots because I think you can make a genuine case for all three teams that aren't the Patriots to win that division. Um, I don't think the Patriots is the one where you can't. They're extremely boring, and I think they're just waiting to pass that record, and then they're going to get rid of them, I think. So, yeah, they're not, and they haven't really added anyone 
really, apart from my boy Kaziki, but apart from that, they haven't really had anyone that I can think of that's really going to help them even challenge for third, let alone fourth. So I think yeah, they're in a they're in a rebuild year, which is nice. I think all AFC's fans who aren't yeah. Patriots fans are very happy to see this. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, week four, you are home again, but this time against the Chiefs. <sighs> I'd be a brave person to suggest that we beat the Chiefs, I think. Um, yeah, I, it's going to be a loss. I think the Chiefs are just too strong. And somehow they just get stronger and stronger each season. I don't know how they do it. I think they had a nice draft this year. Um, but yeah, I'm not betting against Patrick McCorn. So yeah, 2-2, even if he's at home. So yeah, 2-2. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are just like... I think they like the Patriots now, really. I think they've got that. they got the two rings in the last four years. They're a team that just seems to find ways to win, and I think they're just they are the next dynasty, and I think they'll they'll keep winning games. They keep mm. finding ways to improve their team, and they lost, you know, lost Tyreek Hill and got better. So it's um yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, week five is another AFC West team. This time on the road to Denver Broncos. Oh, the grudge match that nobody expected. Yeah. <laughs> um, with uh, Sean Pearson's random, very very random comments, but uh, you know, I didn't tell to say that. And Aaron Rodgers firing. That's, I think that was the first time we actually saw some of Aaron Rodgers firing us back um, when he was under Deshaun Payton's comments. Um, again, the Broncos were like awful last season. And I'd, obviously, Sean Payton is a big upgrade, I'll say that. But I just, I don't know. I just, I've got this, uh, not awful feeling, I've got this feeling that Russ is Russell Wilson's done, which, you know, that, that might come back to bite me. But, um, yeah, we had a bit of joy in Denver last season. I think we'll continue that. I think it'll be a Aaron Rodgers revenge game. I think he'll go off, and I think we'll win. I think we'll win at that. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's on TV, but I feel that has to be on TV now because there's so much. Oh, yeah. this, both in the same conference as well. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing who wins. And I think Denver Broncos is interesting because I think they could be a team that could do well, but then. Looking at their game against the Cardinals, where they did play their starters for at least one of the one quarter, if not two quarters, or well, one and a half quarters, maybe watching the highlights this morning on Good Morning Football Britain, Britain, sorry, Good Morning Football, and uh, again, two shows mixed up there, and um, yeah, it, it didn't look great. They had one good touchdown, but that was against almost like a zero blitz or package. So apart from that, it looked pretty bad. And this is normally their starters pretty much against quite a lot of backups I think always in the Cardinals so it's a worry in that sense but it is just one pre-season game these teams mm-hmm. are going to improve and I think it's almost how you finish rather than how you start so I think even if they're going to make the playoffs I can see yeah. it being a case where they start off really badly but they find a groove and they find a run of form um, right week six before your week seven bye you've got a home game against the Philadelphia Eagles mm, that's a tough one Um, I mean it's not tough obviously um, they had a brilliant season last year. I don't think uh, if I'm stating the obvious, um, and I think they will be just the strongest season. I think they'll very easily win the um, NFC East. Um, yeah, I think uh, at home, I think it'll be close. But I'm going to say I'd be daft to say that um we'll win that one. I think just by looking at the strength on paper. Like the Eagles, yeah, they lost a few players, but what they lost, they gained tenfold. And I think just if you just ask anyone about their draft, 
um, their free agency. You know, they've got a lot of hype around them. So the pressure's on a bit for the Eagles, I think. Last season, it was, I don't think anyone, well, some people would have expected them, but I don't think a majority of people expect them to do as well as they did. But the pressure's firmly on. Um, and they could go back-to-back Super Bowls. I'll be surprised, but I think they'll be strong. And I think we'll just lose that one from being there. If I'm uh, being a bit pessimistic, I think we'll lose that one. But by something like a field goal or something, I think. That's right. Um, so you're going to week eight after your bye week on a three and three record, according to your record as it stands. Um, I say on the road to the Giants, but it's really neutral venue at this point. Um, you're playing the Giants. Yeah. Um, so the last time we played the Giants in like the league, not preseason, um, I actually went, which is four years ago. And Sam Darnold had um he played it absolutely blind. I think it was the best game that I've seen um him ever play. So that was a really nice and we beat the Giants. So that was a really fun memory. Um I mean the Giants are an interesting team this season. Obviously made the playoffs. Um Daniel Jones, uh a lot of improvement, big, big contract. Um, not one I personally would have gave out, but uh it's not my money. Um in a week NFC I think they could play. I could. I think they could make the playoffs again, um. But I think on maybe my bias coming in here again, um. But I think we'll beat them. And again, like you said, it's 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 almost a neutral venue at this venue at this point, um. So yeah, I think I think the Jets will win win that one quite comfortably as well. Hey, so then week nine is a home game against the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are a bit of an enigma as a team, I think. Like, they're so exciting, but then they just never, ever deliver. And it's so frustrating. Um, for me, personally. Um, gosh, we have a tough schedule, don't we? Uh, like I said, the Chargers, I think that'll be a battle of whoever has the best defences for that. Because I think that, obviously, goes out there. Justin Herbert's a fantastic talent. Um, but again, I think our defense will just be able to shut him down. And I don't like Brandon Staley as a head coach. Will he have any answers to Aaron Rodgers? No, I'm going to be confident. And this is a controversial one. I can totally see the argument for the Chargers, but I think we'll win that one. I think we'll beat them. Hey, so in week 10 is um, the first of two straight road games uh, against the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. Again, yeah, the Raiders are in a bit of an odd spot at the minute. Uh, they, I think, an interesting signing Jimmy Garoppolo, especially with his injury history. Um, I don't think they have a massive amount of quality uh, outside of, obviously, Devontae Adams. Um, so, yeah, Vegas. I'd, I'd be more fearful if they had Derek Carr, <laughs> which says a lot, I think. Um, yeah, I think we're going to go on to this mini little win streak and I think we'll beat the Raiders Hey well I'll be there at that game so hopefully that doesn't happen Oh nice um, Yeah I'll, that'll be my 29 of 30 stadiums so um, yeah that'll be um, oh. divided you know, Very nice strong. That should have hopefully all got a plan and I hopefully you can see the Raiders because my, my brother's a Raiders fan as well hopefully I can oh, see okay, cool. his team get the win against them and hopefully provided our season goes well help our division chances so um, yeah um, speaking of which yeah. Yeah. Um, is a game at the Buffalo Bills. 
feel like we re- I mean, we beat the Buffalo Bills at home last season, so I suppose we're due a win at Bills. And there's just something about going to Buffalo that terrifies me. Um, and I don't know what it is. I think it's obviously the the reputation they've got in terms of like the the weather and stuff like that. Obviously, fantastic team. I don't think they've massively regressed this season. I don't think they've really regressed at all. Um, in terms of on like on paper, uh, roster. Um, unless Josh Allen has an injury, which he was injured last year against the Jets, I think they'll win. And again, I think that's the same old Jets mindset coming back. But until until they prove otherwise, I'm always going to think that going into you know New England, Miami, Buffalo, we'll always be underdogs there. So yeah, I think the Bills are going to sweep them again this year, and I think they'll they'll win that one. Right. So week twelve is a home game against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, so this is the Black Friday one, right? That's right, yeah, that'll be the one where there's actually a watch along with um with our Dolphins fan group. I don't know whether you're yeah. going to the same one or a different one, but we're going to one where it's on that Black Friday. So that should be quite a um exciting prospect. Yeah. Yes, there's been talks, there's been behind the scene talks, I can uh, exclusively say. Uh potentially like with the fan groups and potentially the Jets and Dolphins themselves, but um that's all I can reveal right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I can't. There has been talks, and we'll definitely be doing a meet up in some form uh, in London. Um, so sorry to all the Northerners, but I believe that's like six. Is it what's the time here? Yeah, it's six like, o'clock it's, on a Friday afternoon. I think it's eight p.m. on a Friday, which is like just oh, yeah, sorry, amazing for the British yeah. fans. It's just like unreal. Yeah, that's fantastic, and it's the first time ever. Um, so that'd be good. That's like ideal football watching time. Um, so onto the game itself. Um. I like I do like Miami. I wish I didn't. In terms of I think the um their team is very good. Um or should I say the Miami Jets after this off season, um taking Mike White, Braxton Berrios, Dan Feeney, um someone else. <laughs> there was about four or five like like fringe players that just hopped from the Jets to Miami for some un unknown reason. <laughs> um, but no. Um at home, we did beat you last year with like not against two, of course. Um, I think it goes without saying. I think that's the key for Miami this year is whether it's a big, big year not only for Tua, um, but for the Dolphins to see where they stand. And it's uh, side note, it's always a difficult one when when you're talking about and evaluating a player. And the main issue, I suppose, is health because obviously it's not ability. It's not like you know how much graft they're putting in. It's it's sometimes it's really unfortunate, and you know it's um it's a tough one. Um, so that'll be the key for Miami. And obviously, you can't predict that. So at home, yeah, <laughs> this is tough. Um, I think I've got to go. I've got to say, Jets win. Jets victory. Um, battle the quarterbacks. I think if Aaron Rodgers is. Vintage Aaron Rodgers, then yeah, you know I think he'll uh, he'll put on a show, and hopefully we beat we beat the uh, the Dolphins again at home. <laughs> well, we must stick with it now because after week thirteen, week fourteen, you players sorry week fifteen players again on the road. Uh, obviously, other part of the series. How are you seeing that one? 
Yeah, we play each other quite quickly in succession, don't we? Which I don't know if I like that or not. But um, like I alluded to earlier, until the Jets can prove that you know they can go to AFC rivalries and go to you know, uh, go to Hard Rock, go to Foxborough, um, and win and like in that environment, I'm always going to say the Dolphins, Patriots, and Bills will be favourites. Um. Until we get to the uh, Patriots game away, but that's <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say Dolphins win. Like I said, I do like the team. Um, they've got a really, really bright, you know, bright. Uh, <coughs> sorry, they've got some superstars. Really, like you just you look at Tyreek Hill. Um, their O line is from what I've seen. I haven't looked into it massively. Seems a bit questionable, but it's only preseason, so benefit the doubt. But yeah, I think they'll beat us just because it's the Jets. <laughs> well, I could rant all day about the offensive line issue, so that's for another podcast. Um, week 13, week 14, home to the Falcons, home to the Texans. Falcons, um, a kind of an unknown quantity, I suppose. Um, I don't think their roster is particularly strong. Same with the Texans, really. Um I think clearly they're in rebuild mode. They're seeing what they've got in the young players, young quarterbacks, obviously. Um, I'm going to say two wins. Two wins there. Hey. And we should be expected two wins. <laughs> yeah. I think if you can't beat those teams, then then yeah. I think something, something's going to be wrong. Um, then week 16 and 17 is at home to the Commanders, your final home game of the season. And then oh, week really? 16 on the road to the Browns. Um, Commanders again. I mean, they've just been taken over, so they're in a little bit less of a mess than what they were three months ago. Should be a win. Should be a standard win. I know it's a win, but you need to be beating these teams in the regular season. Browns, the Elijah Miller. What did you say, Browns? Sorry. Yeah, Browns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought, sorry, I thought you did. The Elijah Miller and Revenge game. Uh, who who we traded to the Browns in the off season actually. Um. I hope we beat them. I don't like the Browns for multiple reasons, <laughs> which we won't get into. But yeah, heavy, heavy win. <laughs> okay. um, so one jet for them, jet win. I might actually get behind. Um, and then week eighteen <laughs> is a road game against the New England Patriots. I mean, on paper we should be winning that, but it's the Jets after the disaster that was last year. But I, you know. Organised a meet up in Leeds to watch the Patriots game, and it was the worst game I've ever seen. Like, and there was 30, well, 20, 30 Jets fans, I think, are watching this ridiculous game between two awful, awful teams, and then they go and win it on a punt return or it was kickoff or something ridiculous. Um, of course, so Jets, Jets lose on that, <laughs> they always do. So, yeah, we're going, to, yeah, we're going to the playoffs. I think we'll make the playoffs. Uh, we go on a defeat. We'll rest our stars anyway. So that means that you all finished <laughs> the season 11 and 6. Um, so um, that has you at the moment as our joint fifth most optimistic fan. So it's quite quite positive. Only Niners, Bills, Bengals, and Ravens ahead of you. So I think that's a fairly, yeah. fairly reasonable, especially that's with the ACs, so tough as it is. I think that's a pretty good, pretty good, solid prediction. Yeah, I think that's fair for those teams above. I think it's it's all or nothing this season. I'm sick of losing. I just want to watch one playoff game, just one. I don't ask for much of the person, but uh, 
hopefully we get more but you know it, it is the jest you know that's my uh i'll always tag that on to the end very positive but there's the jest <laughs> yeah fair enough um that is where we'll end our podcast for this episode so first of all thank you again olivia for coming on no thank you thank you for having me i love talking about the jest so thank you <laughs>